0: When you're interacting with your kids, what's the belief they are creating for themselves? You see, every interaction that we have as parents is setting the beliefs for their future. No matter what, whenever I see parents and when I talk to myself as a parent, I always like to let them know that you don't need to fool yourself. Whatever you do, despite your intentions, you will always mess up. That's just the nature of being a human being. There's no space for guilt. It's okay to fail because we are preparing them for the real world. The fundamental basis for parenting or for conscious parenting, if you will, is to work on yourself. Hi guys, welcome to Connecting101.life podcast. I'm Alexandra Duke, an integrative clinical psychologist, and I bring you this podcast where you can learn and reflect about human connection. To start from today, to create your own version of an amazing life. Enjoy the episode, and until next time, don't forget to live an amazing life. Your amazing life. Hi guys, welcome to connecting one-on-one. When I was trying to record this, my two daughters were running around the house and I was kind of getting cross. And I had to stop the video, and I was about to give out to them. Well, I actually gave out to them. And my oldest daughter, she's almost six years old, she looked at me with a very, very sad facial expression and here I was trying to record the video on parenting and giving advice to parents what to do or not to do and there I was, crossed at her and her little sister because they were not giving me the time and in a way the environment to do a good video and they were saying, mommy needs to work, mommy is working now. So I stopped myself and asked myself one of the questions that I was about to teach you, which is, when you're interacting with your kids, either in a happy way or a not-so-happy way, what's the belief they are creating for themselves? You see, every interaction that we have as parents is setting the beliefs for their future. And in that moment, when I was saying, mommy needs to work, mommy is working. I believe that the belief she was creating for herself was mommy's work is more important. Is that really a belief that I want her to have that other people's work, even her work in the future, is more important than her connection with herself? So I came back here, I stopped the recording, and I let the night set in because I really felt that I would have to create a belief that she's. The most important not that we can do this every time sometimes we really need that time and no matter what whenever i see parents and when i talk to myself as a parent i always like to let them know that you don't need to fool yourself whatever you do despite your intentions you will always mess up that's just the nature of being a human being and that acceptance that you won't always get it right, is my core, my fundamental belief as a parent. That doesn't mean, of course, that when I'm aware that I'm messing up that moment, I don't go back and try to correct it, of course, but it's free because there's no space for guilt. So if we remind ourselves that we are imperfect, as human beings we can understand that we will be imperfect as parents and after that if we take this reflection further let's imagine for a second that we could be perfect parents and that our kids in a miraculous way would never feel frustrated would never feel reprimanded would never feel sometimes a lack of love even Would we really be preparing them for the real world? Are we lucky enough to have a world, a perfect world? Are we living in a perfect world? So what I like to tell myself and other parents is, it's okay to fail because the world is not perfect. So every time we fail, if we are honest with ourselves and our kids, if we do amends, if we say, I'm sorry, then we are preparing them for the real world not that the world is always fair but there are people in the world that can be fair so the first message i would like you to hear from me is that the fundamental basis for parenting or for conscious parenting if you will is to work on yourself so Let's imagine for a second, if you didn't listen or if you didn't see my video on self-connection or self-awareness, please take a look at it because it has some principles that will help you with this. But if you're not aware of yourself and hmm, your kids are pushing your buttons as they always do because it's their role. It's their role to teach us about our strengths and difficulties, our inner vulnerabilities. So when they are pushing our buttons a bit too far, if we're not aware of that, if we don't have the skills to address that and to be present there and to be aware of where is that coming from, is that really coming from my kid right now, is he or she pushing me in that area and I'm losing my patience, it's him, or is that connected with something else in my life? Is that connected, for example, to my parents' style when I was growing up and what my parents would say? So most of us, when we're kids or teenagers, we listen to ourselves over and over and over again saying, I will never do this to my kids, that's so unfair. And years later, most of us find ourselves in that situation. We are using the same exact words that our parents did. And what that means, in a nutshell, is that there's no courses on parenting that we all take. So, we really learn about parenting with our parents, with the way that we were parented ourselves. So, that means that every time that our kids push our buttons, our mind goes immediately back there. So, how did they solve this type of situations? What would they say in those moments? And it brings it back to the present moment. But be aware that you can choose to do the same that your parents did, or do different. And that difference comes from awareness. When I choose that I won't say the same things, or even if I catch myself saying the same things, I immediately add something else that really is more in touch with my parenting values, with what I want for myself as a parent and what I want for my children. And one of the big things in parenting is respect. Throughout the years and the generations even, Respect has been something that has been quite highlighted by most parents. My kid is not respecting me. How can you talk to me like that? I'm not your friend from school. I need respect. So what does that mean, respect? Does that mean that your child cannot express their emotion to you? If he or she is angry, he shouldn't express that to you? Or do you just mean that he or she should do it in, in a different way? So take a step back. If you have the same emotion, how are you expressing that emotion to your child? Because in most cases, you will find that whatever your child is saying or doing is something that you or the other parent frequently says or does. So they are almost like a mirror. They mirror your behavior, they mirror your language, but most often, they mirror your emotions. And regarding self-awareness of our emotions, that's so important, because even if we're trying to hide it from them, we're trying to be the perfect parent, so inside we are really cross at them, but we don't want to show them that, we put on a mask. But in reality, our brain has these amazing cells that are called mirror neurons. And they can mirror the right emotion. Not the one that you want them to see, but the one that you're really feeling. And this is the reason why emotions are so contagious. This is why if you're just on the street and you pass by a person that's so happy, full of life, the whole universe is working for that person, you feel it. That happiness is contagious and you become happy. But if you are passing by a person that's really sad, the whole world is perceived as a very dark place, that emotion is also contagious. So your emotions are contagious and your kids are mirroring that to you. If you're full of light, happy, they will mirror that. But if you're frustrated, if you are not connected with yourself, that's what it will be about. For me, the most important concept in parenting is the idea, show, don't tell. Past generations of parents would always use the sentence, do what I say and not what I do. And of course, over the years, that's been proved as not working as a parenting strategy. So today, most people that talk about parenting gives us this idea of show them. Show them, first of all, the real person that you are. For them, you're mommy or daddy. You're not the psychologist. You're not You're not whoever you are in the world outside. So when you feel that they are not respecting, most often is because you have some kind of status outside that you feel that they are not respecting. But your status there with them is mommy or daddy. And that means respect is in a way they show you back what you're showing them. That's what real respect is. And if you're showing them anger, if you're showing them Lack of respect yourself. If you're feeling that you know it all because you're the parent and they don't know anything because they're a child, that's really what they will mirror back, either if they're five or if they're 15. So, one of the important principles of conscious parenting is equal value. I'm not higher in the hierarchy of who's the most important person compared to my child. We both have the same value. My opinions, my wants, weight the same as my child's. So this means I'm worth the same. Despite I have more experience, despite I have different things to teach my child, my child, if I'm aware, if I'm open to it, my child can teach me a huge amount of things. If I am authentic in my emotions, if I don't wear that mask of the perfect parent, or in opposition of the angry parent, because I'm kind of finding this funny, but I need to set the rules, I need to be the parent now, so I'm playing the angry parent, but I'm laughing inside, it's not authentic. How could I do that? How could I be authentic? And still setting the rules. I could just perfectly talk to my child and state it. That's kind of funny. But you know that's against the rules. I'm showing the real emotion because I'm really finding that funny. But I'm also setting and reminding myself and my child of the rules. And the rules need to be shared. It's not my rules. It's our family rules. What makes sense for me, and what makes sense to my child, and what we can negotiate. Because remember, we both weigh the same in the relationship. There's no more power. When there's a tantrum, when there's misbehavior, the question to ask is what does this mean? Because if we're talking about a small child, well, don't get me wrong, angry adults throw tantrums also. but. If we're talking about a small child, that child probably doesn't have the language or the rational understanding to elaborate on their emotions and to talk about them and say, I'm feeling this or feeling that. So that's a skill that you have to teach your child. But in the meantime, what does that behavior mean? If you really pay attention to the emotions within your child, most often you'll be able to understand the reason for the tantrum. And if you're addressing the tantrum as in, stop crying, stop yelling! stop whatever, you're not addressing the real reason behind the tantrum. So your child might, in a way, stop the tantrum, which is what you wanted, but the underlying reason is still there. So imagine for a second, imagine that your child bangs her head or his head. What's our first intention in that situation? Oh, it's okay, it's okay, stop crying, everything's okay. How do you know that? How do you really know that it's okay? Is it because they're not bleeding that you know that everything's okay? Well, I know that everything is not okay because they're crying. Maybe because just a small wound, maybe there's no wound at all, maybe they were just scared. If they are crying, they are showing an emotion. And that emotion can be sadness, can be fear, can be pain, can be whatever emotion. So, what you're really doing when you're saying, It's okay, you can stop crying, mommy's here, you're really suppressing the emotion instead of helping your child to heal and grow that emotion. So, you could say something along the lines, so Oh, what happened? Are you okay? And probably the child will say no. And the kids' strategy, if they're Young enough, it's very helpful. You can kiss the wounds, you can kiss their head or forehead or wherever. And then you can ask them, do you feel better? Does this make it better? Is it okay now? Instead of just stating that everything is okay because you're there, you can ask them, listen to them. While you do this, you're building their your resilience. Instead of just helping them and teaching them, how to suppress an emotion, you're teaching them how to deal with the emotion. You're really paying attention to your child's needs, and yes, you're there for them. You're showing them that you're there for them, and you help them. You're creating in them the skills to manage their emotions instead of suppressing them. So, my last thought for today regarding parenting is to question you what are your parenting values? What do you really want? Not yet for your child, but for yourself as a parent. And if you can take a few moments to consider this and really make a list of things that you want for yourself as a parent who you want to be, who are you as a parent, and then what you really want for your child. And of course, Most parents, when I ask them that question, they say, I want them to be happy. Okay, what does happy mean? And then most parents give me a description of what society wants us to do. Is that what happy really means? Is that what happiness is all about? So take a few moments to consider this idea and to ask yourself, what do you really, really want for your child? And the last question I would like to ask you is, in 20 years' time, what do you want your child, your grown child, to say about you as a parent? How do you want them to describe you? Even further, how do you want your today's child to talk about you when he's alone, he or she is alone with his friends or her friends? What do you really, really want them to say? about you. And if you really cover these three questions, what do you want them to say today in 20 years time? What do you want for yourself as a bearer? What do you want for your child? Not in 20 years time. What you want for your child's life from the present moment to the future? Starting today, not in 20 years time. You will find your purpose as a bearer. Join in this quest for human connection. And until the next time, don't forget to live an amazing life. Your amazing life. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope it triggered some meaningful self-reflection that will help you continue your search and creation of your amazing life. Don't forget to check out our next episode and to connect with me. And until next time, don't forget to live an amazing life. Your amazing life. Talk to you soon. All the best.